I think that if you look hard enough at free will, it disappears. That's that's a it's kind of a Sam Harris ism, but like right. um That is interesting. The because if you go, okay, so like who is the the person who is responsible for the choices that I make? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well me, I am I am an agent in my own actions. I I have the uh the agency to to make these choices. But um but once you concede that like well your choices are causal like like if you go oh i'm going to put my hand on the hot stove like, ow that hurt so then y- you can make the choice of putting your hand back on the stove right but y- you won't right <laughs> You make a Facebook post about that, like you touch you touch your hand on the stove. You realize it's hot. Do you put your hand back on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> comment. Yeah. Yes no. or no or why not? Like share subscribe. Uh, <laughs> like share subscribe. There's like little crying laughing emojis all over. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, I don't use emojis. <laughs> like, like I've held out this long. I don't use emojis. I still use like colon parentheses. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no. If you like. If, if someone goes, oh, yeah, I definitely have free will, but who's who's making the choice, really? Right. Because and, – and it's not – and it's not necessarily like determinism either. Right. Uh, it's not like you're destined to make these choices or something because at some point – it it's really just that's what was going to happen anyways. Right, right. Um, do you, like like time travel? There's like two views on time travel. Right. Um, so like, sorry, sorry to make this conversation so one sided now. Uh, <laughs> I do, th- I do, I do have thoughts about time travel, so I am interested. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I relate this to time travel, and right. I have this whole like sample rate episode that I'm thinking of, but that'll that'll come later. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> but I'll probably be repeating myself anyway. So so there's two kinds of time travel, and I use popular media to explain it. Right. Um, so there's uh, fourth-dimensional time travel and fifth-dimensional time travel. So now I have to explain dimensions. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, this oh, is yeah, Santiago it, de Grass Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we live in the third dimension, which includes like length, width, and depth. Right. Because if you think like two D, it's it's flat, so right. you have length and width. Right. So in third dimension, you add depth, and that's how we have like in and out versus just up, down, left, and right. Otherwise, we're just all flash cartoons on a two D. Yeah, plane. exactly. Um, but then there's the fourth dimension. So if you think about in the second dimension, uh, a third dimensional thing going through the second dimension only goes through that one plane so like a ball going through the second dimension would start out as a dot turn into a a small circle grow and then like shrink again turn into a dot again and disappear right because that's that's each point in a plane of the second dimension like like an mri or something Right, Uh, right, 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 right you only see like one part of the brain or something at a time um 
so then with the third dimension the like the thing that we're only experiencing one point at a time is is time right um we can only ever experience time at once um rather than all of time constantly <laughs> right right um which so, let me tell you what a drag oh, what a drag that would be <laughs> oh uh, well i don't know it, i mean it would kind of suck to like see your own death just like always there sure yeah (laughs) but also like the first time you ever got rejected by a girl and stuff like that would all be present all at the same time every good and bad is all one thing together (laughs) i'm I'm mostly you know riffing but still right 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 we're griffin yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's, well, that was bad. Cut that. No. Cut, no. Please. Cut that out. I love puns. So, <laughs> uh, in fact, <laughs> in the last one where you're talking about like playing guitar and stuff, it's like, do you do you get a lot of like G riffs? It's like, good riffs one. on G. It's a good one. It's, it's your name. So I had people ask. It's like uh, they were they were like, "What's your favorite <laughs> key to play in?" And then like before I'd answer, they'd be like, "Is it G?" <laughs> like no. I mean, G's G's good. I think E. Is I love the, the easiest, the, re- the easiest. Uh, <clears throat> that that was a pun as well. Right, right, so, right, right. So, yeah, uh, like uh, C sharp minor, where it has where it's also where the one is E. Mm-hmm. That's my that's that's the, I use that all the time. Like without <laughs> thinking about it, that's about like where I place my hands on the fretboard oh, yeah. every time I try. Well, you got all the open. You got like Ex- exactly. It, it just fits nice, and and like if and like if if my guitar is an open D, I I mean like it's in D, but I still think about it in terms of like playing it like it was an E almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Short guitar tangent. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Back. <laughs> but in the fifth dimension, right? Um, every potential outcome is also omnipresent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like thinking of multiverse theory there's like one layer of multiverse theory that's like every single option that you could have done yeah is an alternate universe so yeah. there's an alternate universe where i got up and slapped you in the face right um which you know point you know you know point being it would have made a, <laughs> it would have made a much more satisfying podcast. oh yeah well yeah. i don't know but like a jerry springer podcast is yeah. what I, is what i was imagining <laughs> coming in here today but but i want to do that right, so right um and in fact uh, I, I've mentioned this before, but uh, there's there's an infinite number of those universes. Right. Uh, in fact, there are infinities that are larger than other infinities. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> okay, right, right. Totally. Following, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the amount of times that you can divide uh, an inch into, like, smaller subdivisions, uh, that's one infinity but the amount of times that you can divide a foot into smaller subdivisions is is a greater infinity than that of the inch subdivisions. Right. Cue uh, the cue the or or centimeters and meters if you if you're European or right, literally right. anywhere else in the planet, not the United States. Someone someone in Europe <laughs> is like, what is he talking about? <laughs> um so if the fifth dimension is showing every single possible timeline outcome and the fourth dimension is just this one timeline outcome back to the future is fifth dimensional and prisoner of azkaban is fourth dimensional i love both of those movies okay (laughs) because it it makes driving this whole point 
Definitely. much I do much clear. I do see. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do see it from like the way how. Which those, one those I, were good. Which ones, one should though. I do first? Fourth, fourth dimension or fifth dimension? And uh, I, I, I can I can quote Back to the Future more. So, okay. So you should, so that one. Okay. Well, so in in Back to the Future, they're mm-hmm. kind of relying on this fifth dimensional perspective because whenever they go back in time or back to the future, right? Uh, thanks, John Mulaney for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways. Uh, Whenever they go back in time, it's with the intent of changing something in the past to make sure that it does or doesn't happen. Right. Your sister disappears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why Um, does that picture have a place for her (laughs) if she's disappearing from existence? But that's what makes it a fifth dimensional approach. Right, 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 exactly. Uh, (laughs) I'm following. Because because you can go and and change choices and stuff, and the stuff that you do back in time actually alters the things. Right, right. Uh, And so there's, there's basically Back to the Future isn't necessarily time traveling. It's really just interdimensional jumping. Right. So you're just jumping into the dimension where this specific into the dimension where you jumped into. Right. That's that universe. Right. And the universe that left behind that you just left behind, like that's still going. It's just going without you. Right. 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 <laughs> um. So I mean, you, what you really did is just abandoned them. To their own, like like that Rick and Morty episode, you just left the Cronenberg universe there. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it, and it kept going as its own Cronenberg. And in the same way, there is a universe in which that Cronenberg, Rick and Morty, changed the whole world normal, and they have to get back to the Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. Totally, <laughs> I can totally follow that. Um, so, so fifth dimensional time traveling is. Really, just interdimensional jumping, right? Um, but you know, he just jumped into the dimension where uh, he almost had sex with his mom, right? right. <laughs> Can you imagine the dimension where it happens? Yeah. Oh, that's just a Futurama episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the, the, science fiction has already been covered. Oh yeah. Like, like, if, oh, like yeah. if you like, if you're like, what if this happened? They're like, there's already, we, we got it. There's already one. <laughs> And Black Mirror is just like finding those those last gaps, yeah. and it's like, oh, we we got this one, right? And now we got that one. Hey, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, check it out. Hey, hey, you know, you know that Star Trek alternate universe that hasn't been done yet? We we got it, guys. Like, check oh, it out. Star Trek's like, oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. We 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 were gonna do that, but we realized it was too dark. Yeah, <laughs> this is no joke. I have a signed picture of Patrick Stewart. Oh, that's that great. is that is sealed, uh, and um. And uh, or laminated, I mean, mm-hmm. and it is in my dresser drawer, and it was a gift uh, from a neighbor that had uh, that that we were talking about Star Trek, and the and the man is a school teacher, and he on his mm-hmm. on his left shoulder has the uh, the old school Star Trek badge, mm-hmm. and on the right shoulder is the new generation badge. Nice, and like we were, and like so I was just I was just he was he was saying he was like I was like. Picard is far better is is a far better captain or a far better you know character character in mm. general but mm. I w- all my point was was <laughs> that I was like was that I was like not only does more dynamic change happen <laughs> with Picard mm. but 
but you also but but he's just better at his damn job. Mm. Like <laughs> like like what do you have to do I, to get Kirk to stop sleeping with everybody? <laughs> I don't know enough about Star Trek. I haven't watched right. Star Trek. Certainly but I know, not the older one. I know enough to like cover my nerd bases. Right. Like like I have nerd cred oh, and yeah. so I have to know enough about Star Trek to be like, I know who Picard is, yeah. I know who Kirk is, I yeah. know who so like the the the, <laughs> the kind of like breaking ground levels is whenever like you try to explain like data or like Borg to somebody mm-hmm. where it's like where they're like no I, they're like I have no idea who you're talking about. And I love like, the Borg though. Yeah, the, like, the, the Borg the, is the idea of the Borg is, is so good. It's uh, so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a flag there. Right, right. Or, 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 or that's what we're go, going. Back. We're going back to the Borg. Yeah. But anyways, fourth dimensional time travel. Right. Um, is where it doesn't matter what you do in the past or in the future. That is exactly what was going to happen. Right. So in, in Prisoner of Azkaban, right. which, which is really interesting for for J.K. Rowling in a fantasy novel right. to put, like, really solid fourth-dimensional, like, science fiction-accurate time travel in... In, in a magic movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have done anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, they, they go through this, this terrible day. They, you know find out that their best friend teacher is a werewolf and right. the the guy that's been trying to kill you hasn't been trying to kill you and your rat is a traitor and all that mess. They should have called like the first half of the book Harry Potter's No Good, Very Bad Day <laughs> and the last one Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> because then on the they get to the end of that day and then they wake up later and they're like, oh gosh, we have to fix all the things. And right. Hermione is like, hey, I can fix all the things. Hey. Yeah. I have this thing. <laughs> hey, remember all those times that there were gaps in the, the thing? Here's where I am filling those plot holes. Except, real quick, I will say that there's a massive gaping plot hole in Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, there it is. Uh, That's the discussion I, I, we were I, I looking will, to have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... And both in the book and in the movie, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, That's always the argument yeah, that people yeah. have with me. But whenever they, like, they were in the Shrieking Shack, and they had this, like, giant monologue, like, both Sirius and Lupin talking about, like, hey, these th- here's our childhood backstory for, like, you know, a, a whole chapter, and then Snape walks in and they knock him out or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they find out that uh, that the rat is the traitor, and they're like, so this the whole plot is kind of hinging upon getting Peter Pettigrew back to the castle to make sure that he gets arrested, and like, cool, like Sirius's name is now in the clear. Right. But instead of like. I don't know, like doing anything in their disposal to be able to make sure that Peter Pettigrew does not get away. They just tie his hands up. Um, Fully knowing that he can turn into a rat um, and fully knowing that they have just multitudes of other spells that they can use to make sure that Peter Pettigrew does not get away. Because in the first book, Hermione used... Petrificus Totalis on Neville Longbottom 
Neville Logbottom, who, like, I... Right. This is right. how how passionate right. I am about this thing. This is fight, stupid. Fight me for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Neville Logbottom, the most unthreatening person who decides at that moment to stand up for Gryffindor and be like, no, I can't let you go out. You've lost us enough points. Hermione goes, no, you're petrified. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally petrified, this... this Harmless kid, but the guy who is going to literally bring Voldemort back, you do not petrify him. You just you just tie some vines on his hands or something. Right, right. And then of course later, and he turns to a rat. He turns into a rat right, and escapes. Right. Obviously. Yeah. You're yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you're 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 driving home a point. Uh, you're driving home a point for me of you know maybe maybe some people just need to get off their high horse and be like you know. Maybe not. Maybe it's not the perfect book. Right, you know? right. Prisoner of Azkaban is great. Yeah, but uh, that is a giant gaping hole. That is like <laughs> that is honestly like my favorite Harry Potter movie. Like, like we're I know we're, I know we're getting on track, I mean, and no, we'll, right, and we'll just, come back. But but yeah, yeah. I was, but but that is like my favorite one, mm-hmm. only because like every performance in it is good. I like the time travel aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really good film. It's a really too. good film. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's worth watching just to enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. people would be like, "Well, you got to watch the first two first. And I would be like, "I mean, I guess kind of. if you didn't know what there's, was happening, there's enough like subplot going on that you're like, "Oh, Harry is like, yeah a special kid." Yeah. If you don't his, get who Harry Potter is, title. if you don't get who Harry Potter is by the first twenty minutes of the movie, yeah. you're probably gonna be way <laughs> off base for everything else that's happening. But they, they do a good job about that. But like there's some cool like shots in there, like going through the mirrors and windows and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. There's a Nerd Rider video that talks about how you watch Nerd Rider? No, no. Uh Nerd Rider does like video essays on like art and film and stuff. That's cool. really uh Check it out. The he did a Prisoner of Azkaban one. It was really good. Is it on YouTube? Oh uh, yeah. Nice. Well yeah, he it's a YouTube video. Essay, oh okay so okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. Um, but real real nerdy stuff. And since you're a film guy, right? Um, right. And a nerd. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but fourth dimensional time travel. Um. So they they go back in time because Hermione has a time turner. And all the things that they do, they save the hippogriff, they throw a rock at, at, at did it hit, hit Harry, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, she throws a rock that hits Harry and like, oh, we, we got to get up. They, they save the hippogriff and then Harry, who earlier was like, oh, that was my dad who cast the Patronus of the stag. Like, no, it was me. No, it was me. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's like the entire time, it's like. The, the timeline stayed the same. Yeah, it was always going to happen. They went way. back in time to to fix things, but that's exactly what happened. Right, right. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah. They thought they were. They thought it was the the actions to change, but they were. But they were. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can totally. Yeah, I can totally follow that. <laughs> Which corrects for uh, time travel doubles. Right. Because as soon as they like walked back into the room, their double had, like, just disappeared. Right. And so it's like, you only have a temporary time where there are doubles, but then they disappear because they're the ones that go back in time as well. Right, right. So, and it also causes, like, an aging problem, so that's that's the thing. Right, right. But, uh, all of this explanation to say that I think if, if you break it down enough, you can always reduce... Fifth dimensional things to fourth dimensions. 
Right, right. At least within our world. Sure, yeah. Because so far, and I think it's unlikely that we'd be able to do interdimensional time travel. Right. So right. We're, we're kind of stuck in the fourth dimension. And so, so if you go, it's like, oh, what would have happened if I had made this choice, you know, 10 years ago or something? It doesn't matter. Right. This is where you are. Right. And so no matter what, you're always carving out that fourth dimension. Right. It's always where it would have yeah. happened and always would have been laid that way. But, but it, it also doesn't mean that you don't have a choice. Right. It, the choices that you make are your choices. You, but that's exactly what you would have done. Right, <laughs> and it, it, like uh, as a as as the only as as one of the only points I'm throwing in, uh, uh, it's uh, I th- I think in that same way it's like uh, you you can uh, you you can only change things or be different in the now, even mm-hmm. if the now is laid out. You know, like mm-hmm. like we're saying by the previous by the previous instances of now, mm-hmm. it's like the only it's like the only. In in its own in its own right, the only mm-hmm. thing that like matters necessarily of like doing something different would be the now, yeah, yeah, rather than the past or the future, anything, right? You know, and and that's kind of why why I'm such an optimist for one. Like I I have control of my life of this time, and this is the only moment that matters, right? It's it's also why I don't have regrets, right? Definitely. Because this. Is, it's like, oh, that I should not have done that, or I made a crappy choice then, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. But I also couldn't have it any other way. Right. And so, there's no point in dwelling on that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend, pretending, pretending like you can interdimensionally travel <laughs> through time, and then. Correct that mistake. Right, exactly. Throw a rock at yourself, and then it's like, and then it's like, oh, that was the rock that hit me. Yeah, yeah. And and even then, you're still four dimensional time traveling. Right. Maybe you still can't have it any other way. Right. <laughs> I think if prisoner as Pri- prisoner of Azkaban wanted to break into fifth dimensional by the same respect, it would be that like, what if Har- uh, Hermione threw. The, uh, threw the rock just a little bit harder, and then just Harry like disappeared. <laughs> Harry just died, <laughs> and then there's no Harry next to her, like behind the other rock, and then and then everyone would be like, "Man, I did not expect Harry Potter to end after the third book, but <laughs> but man, that weird funeral they had for Harry, where yeah. they're hiding in the back and seeing their own doubles, that blew my mm-hmm. mind. I don't know, but also, also." Mm-hmm. If, if we're if we're going down this path already, right, right? If Harry died in Prisoner of Azkaban, then there wouldn't have been the uh, the Triwizard Cup, right? At which Harry was used as a sacrifice, like his blood was used to right. resurrect Voldemort, and so none of the other shit would have happened, right? So none of it. Yeah. So I mean, it's <laughs> one of those. It's one of those things. And and Harry himself was a Horcrux, right? It's one of those things where it's like, if only Harry had not survived. You yeah. know, like if only Voldemort had taken out Harry when he had the chance. <laughs> I'm totally on that side. <laughs> Santiago Ramones here today saying Harry Kill Potter Harry. Harry Potter should have died. <laughs> that is not what I said, but it is an interesting thing to think about. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love doing that. I love I love taking concepts from 
from like art and film mm-hmm. and exp- you know and expounding upon them. Yeah, yeah. Some people do not leave you leg room to do that. I feel. I feel like there's a lot of like art house directors that mm. like it's so abstract that it's <laughs> really difficult to be able to jump on to like <laughs> how does that work or whatever. Like there's a movie called Primer. Have you ever seen Primer? No, I haven't. It's about time travel. told me about it before. It's about time travel. It's about two guys in their garage or their basement or something. No, they they work in a they work in a science facility or something like that, mm. and they make a time machine. Mm. And it and it ends up being that like uh, it's an independent film, which mm. which is which makes it you know like why people like were really raving about it was that like it really was just made by like two guys. A sound team and a, and a cameraman. Nice. Um, and and they and they pull off these shots of like two people being in the same shot at the same time. Mm. You know, like there's like his double is in the background of the shot that he's in or whatever. Mm. And then there ends up being multitudes, just tons and tons of them oh, within cool. the same universe. Like, mm. and uh, there's this there's this like websites that you can go to and people have mapped out every result of like if he did this then this would have happened and this would have triggered that and this triggered that and everything and yeah it's you know it's it's one of those films where it's like I think they were trying to paint with broad brush strokes not because there isn't an answer but because they were like you know you know I like you guys probably can figure this out better than we can yeah yeah (laughs) which is nice I mean there, there does come a point where uh, as a lot of artists say, like the art isn't yours anymore. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, except for J.K. Rowling, who who will just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, everyone! Remember Dumbledore? He he was gay. Remember cool. Dumbledore? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a thing now. Yeah. Hey, remember um, you know Neville's parents? Uh, I can't. I know she said a thing about them, but I can't remember what it was. Right, it's just like, let's let's, it's you like, know, keep it going. It's like a dude. At, it's like a dude at a party, who's <laughs> who's just like smoking weed and telling you about like his ideas that they should have <laughs> implemented into the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> See what I'm saying is that Dumbledore was attracted to Harry Potter, and like that's why he felt such connection to him and stuff. And then you're like, whoa. Yeah. No, but no. I mean, no, probably not. But, yeah, because if like, you take like two seconds more after that, you're like, hmm. So are we like supposed to admire the pedophile? Or? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but what's what good is that in context of the story? Like, <laughs> like why does that make a difference? Is is the thing? Right. That, yeah. Is, yeah. There's a lot. But of but even with J.K. Rowling, like, oh, Dumbledore right. was gay. Like he. It, there's some implication that like him and Grindelwald were like possibly a thing, right? But it's like that has nothing to do. Like it doesn't change anything in anything, right? Of seven books, right? Which is a lot to not change, right? <laughs> do you think that the guy who invented Sonic, the Hedgehog, <laughs> is going to come out and be like, actually, Sonic was pregnant one time? <laughs> He was he. It was it was part of Sonic Adventure Two Battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't realize it, but that's that's what was happening that whole time. And every person on DeviantArt is like, "Yes, I knew it." Yeah, yeah. But but then goes like, "Oh, but uh, he he miscarried." And then everyone's like, "No." Yeah, yeah. But like, it changes nothing. Right. So right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no difference. Right. So, yeah. So we're all good here. Yeah. Yeah. You, but 
the creator gets to create some buzz around right. the thing again. So that's that's neat. I bet JK I bet JK Rowling is just like it's just like, I mean, I guess I'll just keep writing, but how am I gonna how are you gonna top you know <laughs> Harry Potter? I bet George Lucas thinks how do I top Star Wars? Like like Well yeah, but he tried. With what? <laughs> with one, two, and three. Oh, with the prick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, how do I top this? Yeah. Well, I could explain Darth Vader some more. Fair. Very fair. <laughs> I saw a sketch uh, from Whitest Kids You Know, and it was about a little kid meeting uh, George Lucas and discussing episode seven, and this was like 2006 or something oh, like geez. that. And he goes, and he goes, um, I was thinking about, I was thinking about like what if there was like a bigger death star and I was like oh no <laughs> it's like that totally happens oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah cuz then have you ever like looked into uh Joseph Campbell like the monomyth and Mm-mm. uh hero of a thousand faces um like I mean Star Wars especially Star oh, Wars Oh the mono is... oh oh the oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we talked about it in in film scoring so yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> So I mean, Star Wars is like, like the epitome of like this is the monomyth. Yeah, yeah. But like, so then you look at uh, the Force Awakens, and it's just the same thing again. Right. Yeah. It's it's great. The right. Force Awakens is great. Right. Um, I'm I'm also like a giant science fiction snob, and like I have to like take my science fiction brain out whenever I think of Star Wars because it's not science fiction. Right. But that's. Uh, that's a, that's a fun. That's a fun thing to. That's a fun thing to argue with people. Oh yeah. Well, like, uh, it's it's just, it's a lot easier to just concede that it's not science fiction right. than try to argue the science of Star Wars. Of course. Yeah. Because you gotta make you gotta make up your own. You gotta make up the universe's science to thereby justify the 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 science part of yeah, the science yeah. fiction. Right. But like. Like. Tolkien doesn't have to explain like how the magic works yeah. scientifically. Like yeah. no, like and nobody's asking Tolkien why they're why that giant eagle didn't just fly them to Mount Doom in the first place. <laughs> well, there's there's reasons behind that. Okay. But... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was supposed to be like a stealth mission, and like if they, like Sauron would have seen the eagles, and the eagles are like proud beings. Okay, they, but. There's there's a thing. I'm sure. Um, I'm I'm sure. I'm not even like that devoted to the argument, but it's there. Right, of course. <laughs> but but Tolkien doesn't have to explain like how's how's the ring work? How does it make you invisible? It's like, oh well yeah. it, it makes it makes all your molecules like he doesn't have to Yeah. There's yeah. no need for that. He kind of does. He tries to with like, oh, you want some more yeah. lore explanation? Here's a Silmarillion. Here's a Bible, yeah. Of just if you're asking, if if you're asking <laughs> the guy, you know, if you're asking the guy whose <laughs> job it was to create an entire universe in his head and then write it down into a book, you know, like he, he'll probably he did that. He's thinking about it, you know, like he's he, thinking about those he parts did of that. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Star Wars, it's like just even the the simplest things. It's like, all right, so their blasters shoot photons. Which photons move at the speed of light. Right. So stormtroopers, like, if if the, the lasers actually moved at the speed of light, you wouldn't first of all, you wouldn't see them just like move across the screen. You would right. just see like a line. 
like an actual laser. Right. Um, but also, they they would be much better shots. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, Han would be dead. Right. Um, if if you count the uh, the <laughs> the the altered version of the like not Han Shan first, but the oh yeah, oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> fair yeah yeah yeah. But the altered yeah the he, altered version, he, he, you know the 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 neck move <laughs> to to yeah. dodge the yeah. it's a it's a it's like a Photoshop smear to oh, the, yeah. to the oh, left yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They, uh, I. What do you think about the force? Uh, the the. It's there's because because I had the thing where in music and film, <laughs> I we brought that up is that we said okay, is Star Wars a science fiction movie? And people were going, uh, yeah, stupid. And I was <laughs> like, and I was like, but, but. But the force. Yeah, it was like, but think about it, like like Star Trek. Is is like they're all basically just humans, or at least mm-hmm. humanoid, to mm-hmm. the point where it's like they don't really have to question the whole yeah, balance yeah. of the universe. Yeah, and yeah. Star Wars does. So why, you know, like when is that science? Yeah, exactly. So it's like if someone goes like, "Yeah, stupid," it's like, "What about the Force?" And it's like, "Yeah, it's magic. It's magic." Yeah, like, <laughs> and there's people too who are like, "Oh, it's midichlorians," because they said that in 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 the, in the prequels or whatever. And I was like, "One, screw you for even bringing up midichlorians. <laughs> that is not cool. I'm still being triggered by that." But two, uh, uh, but two, it's it's like it's like that doesn't really have to do with like the first. Uh, the the fir- or the four five and six though mm. if you think about it like yeah. they never had that idea mm. in their head of like it's it's something in your bloodstream and only right. certain people can be Jedi's who were yeah. born into it and stuff it's like and even then that kind of is the thing too is that it's like so your your Jedi Jedi's are bloodline yeah. we're just supporting these like giant these these like bureaucratic systems run entirely around a bloodline that's been oh, yeah. passed down like oh, yeah. like to to be an instrumentality project in mm-hmm. the in the galaxy or whatever yeah well then then you start getting towards like the justif- justification of like a caste system or right. something and then then it gets real fucked up right. but <laughs> um, gray, gray jedi's baby oh yeah that's that's some that's some cool lore that that's the fun i, I wish they Hopefully someday they'll they'll work a gray Jedi. Like they yeah. don't have to like focus on it, but it's like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, yeah. he's a gray Jedi. Just like give give him like the the Boba Fett treatment, right? Where yeah. it's like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, he he looks super cool. Yeah. And it's like, but you never really get to like see anything of anything. Yeah. But it's like, oh, that's cool. Oh, cool yeah. looking guy. There was, <laughs> I I think there's a rumor of like a Boba Fett movie. They or need is, to stop. Or is it? <laughs> Is it or is it like the Han Solo movie has this has like one of the stories of him and Boba Fett or something like that? I don't remember what they, it is. They need to stop. They need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to stop. The, the, you guys want more Star Wars? We got more Star Wars. We'll we'll give you a Han Solo movie. We'll give you a Boba Fett movie. You wanna you want a Bib Fortuna? Yeah. Movie. We got it. You I'm, wanna, I want you a wanna, Kid Fisto movie. <laughs> you want you want the the guy the the one twi like in the universe that has armpit hair. We'll yeah. give that guy a movie. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Was it Max Rebo? Yeah, I want a Max yeah, Rebo yeah. movie yeah. right now. 
just a blue elephant trying to get a gig uh, and playing music in, oh, yeah. in, 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 on, the, <laughs> on Tatooine. That's, yeah. I want to see that. So, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but going back to Star Trek, again, right, I don't right, know right. about Star Trek, but we did make that flag on the Borg. Right, yeah. I really like the idea of the Borg. Right. Because uh, I also really like the idea of just the hive mind thing in general. Yeah. Like, the thing about the Borg is that, like, while they're villains, it also, you're almost kind of like, yeah, but aren't they right, though? Right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because cause that's, uh, there's, like, a good meme that's, like, like shit-tier villains and then, like, god-tier villains. Yeah. But, like, shit-tier villains are just, like, villains that are, like, they're just evil just because. Right. Uh, but then there's, like, decent villains that, like, uh, that maybe they want revenge or something. Right. Then there's, like, good villains that have, like, actual good justification for, like, what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And then there's, like, God-tier villains who are, like, you actually find yourself agreeing with the villain yeah. a little bit more than the protagonist. Right, exactly. Like, like in Black Panther, you're kind of like, oh, well, well almost. <laughs> like, B- I'm almost there. Yeah, Michael B. Jo- Michael B. Jordan might have a point here. <laughs> yeah. And he's got sick abs. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> uh, I mean, once once he got to the like, oh, start giving everybody like future guns, then it's like, eh. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. just just about there. I like, I feel like they had to throw that in, maybe as like a rewrite at the very end. Yeah, it's you know like, what I'm saying? It's like, because like, it feels almost forced <laughs> in the movie. Like, like, like I thought so in Black Panther. Like that part felt forced to make him bad. You know, yeah, like yeah. because otherwise we would have just had just a agreed with him. Yeah, just had a debacle of like, I guess he's the new Black Panther. Yeah. I don't know what. Which is, uh, did you ever see uh, Inferno? The the Dan Brown. Oh like, no, I didn't. No. Um, it's. It's not a good movie, but mm. uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that came out as a movie. I yeah, it was just a book. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind, the, if you want a spoiler warning for Inferno, which is not a great movie, get out. Here's now, your guys. spoiler warning for Inferno. But um, like the whole thing is that um, the these villains, mm-hmm. quote unquote villains, are like. Hey, the world is like getting increasingly overpopulated, and so something needs to be done before we like have you know riots in the streets and famine for like water wars and all that stuff. Right. And so they're like, so we made this pathogen that will kill fifty percent of the world population. Right. And so it's like, whoa, like you can't just kill fifty percent of the world population, but at the same time, none of the protagonists ever address the issue. Right. Like, so the villains are just like, hey, there's going to be water wars and stuff and rioting, yeah. and so something needs to be done, and so we're going to... Yeah. We're, at least we, we regretfully have to kill half the world population. At least we have answers. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, least yeah. we have something here. But all of the protagonist's motivation was like, you can't kill half the world population. But killing is bad! Yeah, but... But they never proposed an alternative. They were never like, all right, now we have to get the UN together to propose, like, renewable energy yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and but like, what will answer the question? <laughs> yeah. There's never that part. Yeah. So, like, by the end of the movie, I was kind of like, but. Right. But you're still going to have that problem. <laughs> right. Did you ever see uh, Kingsman? Uh, no, I didn't. Kingsman is like that. The, the <laughs> he, he gives this great 
great speech that kind <laughs> of wins you over mm. in terms of it. But he's he does it through sneaky means and stuff like that. You could really argue like a lot about it, but sure, like sure. the intention behind it is uh, he he gives this speech of uh, uh, the the uh, when you when when you have a disease, you get a fever. Because your body temperature is increasing to the point of trying to kill that disease. Mm. This is what the earth is doing to the human race. And that is what global warming is. Mm. It is a fever meant to eradicate human beings, which is, the, which is you know, what the disease of the earth is. Mm. So he basically proposes to take out, you know, the thing is that like in, he's what I feel like what it's saying at least is like he is saying we need to take out people who don't benefit society the way mm. that you the way that society need, needs mm. to be benefited. And what he's saying is the poor. You know, mm. like that's what he like, like that's who he's also targeting. You know, the he, who he's targeting is the people of whom he's giving free cell phones mm. and the people of whom that he's like making access, making, you know, Internet access available to literally yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah. And the way how he does it, too, is that is that thing where he where it, it sets off a frequency off their phones that makes them erratic and like want to murder people with their bare hands. Mm. So like they're basically just at each other's throats, killing each other. Yeah, so yeah. you can see the whole thing is a metaphor of its own, like the rich are making the the poor kill each other mm-hmm. through means of you know that kind of thing you know, yeah yeah that kind of thing it's a great great sure, sure. analogy I yeah. have no idea how the second one is uh, I've heard mm-hmm. it's not as good but but uh, or like a Neon Genesis Evangelion I haven't seen Evangelion you, no, oh okay I, end I of Evangelion en- end of Evangelion I mean is is uh, I mean probably one of my favorite mm. f- films mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. People can people people will argue that me on the internet about this or something, but I'm Ghost just in the shell had an excellent excellent ending. If we're talking about anime right. film endings that are really really good, but. I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell in probably like ten years. I'll be honest; like it has been a long time since I saw Ghost in the Shell. It still holds up, right? Like it, right. it, it still holds up. I the, mean, the dub is terrible, right? Like right. it's awful. Don't go for don't go for dub, <laughs> but don't go for dub. Just go for sub. But like the whole movie, yeah, still holds up. Oh yeah, but uh, but but uh, end, of, end of Evangelion, um, is that like is basically like uh, there's these things called Adam. And there's this thing called Adam, and this thing and the Eves are these like angels that mm. are moving between the things. And there's this thing called Lilith, and it uses like a whole bunch of um, it uses a whole bunch of uh, what is that? thing that's oh kabbalah it uses a lot of like kabbalah symbolism to be able and like biblical Hmm. genesis style text and stuff to uh and like dead sea scrolls information to like make its plot which is really interesting because it's japanese Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't be using angels and demons in the way that the japanese see it as much as the way that the western culture sees it um and uh they uh, basically, the Eves are trying to. They're trying, or the the Adams or the Eves. I don't remember what it is. It's so <laughs> hard, but um, but they're but they're trying. Once they once they connect, uh, they they wipe out basically a third of the population mm-hmm. on the planet because of the impact of the event at all. Mm-hmm. So the movie is the the end of Evangelion, which is the third one. Technically, it's really it's really like vivid history, which I don't have to get into. But it's <laughs> but like the uh, they 
the the second wave has already happened. So like two thirds of the population are dead oh, on the damn. planet by the beginning of the movie, and um, they have to halt the movement of the atoms moving to the mm-hmm. eve, uh, which is like on the North Pole. And uh, like the what they what the basically what you know in dramatic irony uh, that they're not telling the people who are fighting them mm-hmm. is that they want the third wave to happen. Like they mm-hmm. they have like the rich, the super powerful, and the super rich have protected themselves yeah. from from the explosion from the event happening. Mm-hmm. So they're like, just let it happen. Mm-hmm. All of this will be over. We will never have to worry about this and we will rebuild society because mm-hmm. we have the means to. Yeah. And like that's the whole point of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So like the thing <laughs> the thing about the movie, spoiler, spoiler if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm just saying it does not matter though. Right. Uh, like w- the spoiler of the movie <laughs> is that uh, like, hey – we're going to stop the events from happening. And then the characters that you love get their entrails ripped out uh, in front of them. And the lead character finds out that his mother, her consciousness, (laughs) is what has been powering the Eve that he's been fighting in the whole time. So his thing that he's been fighting in is actually his mother and that's why they have the connection between the t- between themselves and the thing is that they come from a line of consciousness that's you're getting real Japanese it's here. getting real Japanese so then <laughs> it turns it turns out that it's like it turns out that it's like oh my god my mother who I thought was dead this whole time has actually been this and now she's really dead because they killed my Eve mm. which I'm now finding out is my mother and then it's like oh that's horrible and then it's like and, and then the end of the movie is basically the main character crying and whining while all of his friends die and he does nothing about it and the event happens and the whole world perishes except for him and the other main character that has been throughout the film. And that main character then is basically brain dead. So the, so the first main character has to choke them to death. Like, so that way they don't feel pain anymore. But guess what? He's not strong enough and he can't do it physically so she just dies of long term exposure to the to like nothingness of consciousness why did they make that movie so sad <laughs> damn that's the end of the franchise <laughs> damn that's 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 like metal gear levels of like, yeah, yeah of like but it's it's darker cuz but we don't need to get into Metal Gear. Right, right. Because, like, that's... If you want meta layers, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear will give you meta layers. <laughs> Just... <sighs> oh, yeah. Man. Just... Lolly Lule Low is, is just... Yeah. <laughs> but... Oh. But the Borg. Right, right. Uh, but, this should be like the last point, I guess. But I agree so much with the Borg because I'm also a hippie communist. Of course. Um, and so I do find that, like, oh yeah, do the greatest, like the greatest good for the greatest amount of people. Of course. And so it's like if you all become 
the hive mind. If you all become the one thing, then you are all doing the greatest for each other because you are all one. Right. You you always, like, people look out for number one. Like, sure, you could think about it in, like, a selfish way. I don't think that human nature is selfish. Um, but you could look at it in a selfish way and, like, oh, just got to look out for me or whatever. But right. it's, it's really just self-preservation to an extent. Right, definitely. And so, but if yourself becomes literally everyone else then it's all self-preservation. It's all like, oh, we, we have to help each other. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you wouldn't just like stab your hand repeatedly and just be like, eh, it's fine. Like, right. Right. But that's a part of you. You wouldn't do that. Right. So if all of the everyone becomes one thing, there won't be any stabbing of the hand. Yeah. You're only the only the only way of helping yourself is to help, help every each other. Yeah, help each other, everyone around you at the same time. Yeah, um, <laughs> even if it's present in one mind. Yeah, yeah. And again, everyone's going to be on here like there's a Rick and Morty episode about that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. We're aware. We just aren't. We it's if you don't have to <laughs> needlepoint uh, Rick and Morty. You know, if you don't have if you don't have to like jump into everything that they do, and you realize that like they're taking the premise from another idea, <laughs> I feel like you can kind of get farther on the yeah, idea. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? They even have a Borg hive mind, like in that episode. You know, <laughs> and it's Patton Oswalt, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> but I think that even just the concept of a hive mind. Uh, do you play any video games? I, you know, Daniel, he, he is, he will be able to tell you any video game that you're thinking of. So, Mass Effect. In, yeah, I have not played Mass Effect. In Mass Effect, there's uh, the Geth. Okay. Um, and the Geth is, is these cybernetic robots that uh, this alien race made. Um, but they, they have a hive mind. Okay. Um. And so whenever you talk to, like, one of them, they they just kind of refer to it as, like, this one. Right. But they're all the same thing. Right. <laughs> right. And so it's, like, anything that any one of them sees, all of them knows. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. And that's something that, again, similar to the Borg. Yeah. Is, like, I don't know. Uh, I think that... This is getting real, real highfalutin. Oh, yeah. But the evolution of life mm-hmm. is to become one. Right, right. Um, De- definite, <laughs> definite highfalutin. Um, oh, yeah. So our, like, subatomic particles combine into... Bigger subatomic particles combine into atoms, combine into molecules, combine into cells, and these cells interact in these systems that interact to make organs that interact to make a whole person. But then people are not just independent things in themselves. You have communities. You have uh, interpersonal relationships between two people, but then there's communities and then there's cities and then like 
governments and then you can span it out to right. humanity in general. Yeah. And so and you could be like the mice that contr- that are that are actually in charge of the planet that we think that we're experimenting <laughs> right. on right. them but they're expen- experimenting on us. <laughs> or uh oh yeah the the uh Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. <laughs> Solid. Um, I mean, we're we're just like nerd masturbating here. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, this needs to be the podcast. Oh yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> nerd masturbating. Nerd masturbating. That, okay, that is going to be can't. the title of this. Yeah, yeah. You can't uh, you can't make a vlog about that though. <laughs> that, that communicates the wrong idea. Uh, <laughs> um, but the the way forward is not to like segregate into smaller and smaller communities and go like oh we are Oklahoma and we do this thing yeah like but it's no because we're all American and so America is all together yeah but then if you go oh but we're all on the North America then oh look at South America down there with yeah. their stupid Birds, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. But you can still sub or undivide to go. We're all human. Right. We the we can divide that line there. Like we're literally all human. Right. And instead of having the line between race or country or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm I'm a hippy dippy hippy dippy communist. Um, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say that yeah, cap like like. In its own way, capitalism is sort of only benefiting the not only the least amount of people as possible necessarily, mm-hmm. but also it. But but also really, it's it's almost like you have to go against all major religions mm-hmm. and their teachings mm-hmm. to be able to prosper in uh, in capitalism. Exactly. I I I totally I totally think that like. Mm-hmm. We have been warned throughout time, you <laughs> yeah. know, that this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so the more selfish that we are, the more like it's really just the more that we're dividing each other. Yeah. And so. And and then even more with like like religion also does that separating. Yeah. Too, because it goes here are the Jews. Here are the chosen people. Yeah. Here's everyone else. Right. Or here's the the Brahma cast and yeah. here's everyone else. Like it's, yeah. there's all that junk. Uh, Buddhism doesn't really do that because right. they, they're also hippy dippy communists. Definitely. So, uh, <laughs> but the more that you embrace this oneness, the more that we can interact better as a human species. Right. Um, but I think this is where it does get like, sci-fi-ish um, that if we don't all die in a fiery hellball in the hypothetical, you know, it's a good thing that we don't have a president that this would be a, a thing that we have to consider. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, uh, th- oh, th- oh, thank goodness. You know. <laughs> but, you know, if that were to not happen, then we could keep moving as a human species and then keep moving past that to like all animals and then all plant and like all of the earth yeah. to where we do become 
a hive mind. And I, I think that the technology is the 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 catalyst to this evolution. Definitely. Um to where if if a leaf falls off a tree in China, you feel it right. here. Right. That we are all one thing. And then it can expand even more so to be like the a galaxy moves its arm as one being. Right. Yeah. That's a cool sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was an accident, but yeah. You got anything else to throw onto that? That's <laughs> that's a that's a good uh, that's a good uh, Satsung Muji <laughs> podcast. Um, the uh, I no, I totally I totally agree. I've I, I honestly like uh, I've I've thought about I've thought about uh, I've thought about it before of like uh, like you were like you were just saying uh, the connection between human to human is probably one of the first. Well, human to human, but also like city to city, state to state, mm-hmm. country to country is is probably a step that needs to be taken before we can even really, you know, bef- before we can even consider our our entire planet or environment's mortality. Oh, oh yeah, you know, like if if I can't if if you can't connect with the if you can't connect on any level with the person sitting next mm-hmm. to you, how do you have a connection to the environmental life yeah, that yeah. you never even go out and experience in your day to day life? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and and that's that's something that I don't think. Like it, it's good that NASA is trying to develop different ways of space exploration, but right. I, we are not getting off this planet. Yeah, until unity is the thing yeah. <laughs> because like we just can't right so it's father john misty it's I'm sad to say but i think each other is all we've got hmm. well there there's some other hypotheses on the the whole alien thing well it's, no, no, no. It's, it's it's more of like oh, it's, well, it's yeah. more like that's his that's his yeah, point yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end of the song is is that he goes is is that he's like you know, not really like there's no spaceship out there to save us. Sure, He's sure. more like there's no methodology to end the to end uh, the the suffering. There's no yeah, methodology yeah. that's going to be yeah, yeah. the one factor. Yeah. You know, like it's just us. Yeah, living in the living in the yeah, now, is, figuring things out and working together to make it work. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, and then also. Uh, What's what's the 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 problem the the reason why we don't see other aliens even though the universe is infinite? There's a a word with a scientist name on it whose name I can't think of at the moment. Um. But um, the Fermi paradox. There it is. Uh, oh, the Fermi paradox says that like, oh, if you know, if this is the evolution of life or whatever and the universe is infinite where where are they right uh like why are we the only ones right now right. the universe is infinite right um and i have a corollary to the fermi paradox i'm sure i'm not the first one who's thought of it right but, um not only is the universe infinite in space but the universe is also pretty infinite in time right and so, like, we're we're a tiny blip in the history of the universe. And so, how many other intelligent civilizations have sparked and died throughout 
the span of the universe. Right. Just, again, all of space and then all of time. So it's like blip, 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 blip. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Fa- yeah. Factoring them into, you know, into two different ideas and like <laughs> how those, and like how, you know, entire man, just entire existences in mm-hmm. general, you know, can fla- can flash by in what we consider a millisecond. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, the yeah. universe is really big. Yeah. I thought you were going to say at the beginning, I thought you were going to go, um, I'm really happy that NASA is, like, Photoshopping a bunch of pictures, you know, like, <laughs> and then just spreading them all on the internet and putting them in textbooks. But, like, we know what the Earth is, people. <laughs> it is a flat disk flying upwards in space at about 60 miles per hour to thereby create the idea of gravity. And there is a firmament that control that that is above it that control that controls the waters of heaven. And that's why the sky's blue. Read a book, idiot. I'm amazed at how many of those details you are familiar with. I look up, I, I look up videos that enrage me almost <laughs> exclusively <laughs> because I want to know why this person believes the thing that they believe. Yeah, yeah. Not because I'm like, not because I'm uh, because I because I like being open like that. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. knowing that like it's like I said with the Westboro thing like mm-hmm. way back when. It's like. If you had just if, if if you leave it at if you leave it at the thing they give you or mm. like the events that they do and stuff, mm-hmm. you will never understand them as a person and to what they actually right, right. think yeah. of of why yeah. it things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. And in that same aspect, it's uh, it's that way mm-hmm. with people who believe that the Earth is a flat disk <laughs> flying upwards at <laughs> sixty miles an hour. Yeah, but the difference is they have no like. There's no doctrine that is divinely inspired. uh, No. Audio podcast air quotes. Um, Yeah. Can you see this, everybody? (laughs) Well, well, I know that some people quote Genesis because Genesis mentions a firmament uh, between between the heavens themselves and the plane of existence we have as Earth. I don't, sure. I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, ex, ex, it's, it's like, I mean, you know, you know, it's like, I mean, I guess that's what it's saying. <laughs> uh, my, here's my, you want to hear, you want to hear my church uh, argument for that, that hmm. somebody gave me. I, no, no, it was a video from hmm. uh, the, uh, the lead singer of Casting Crowns because oh, he's God. a pastor. Um, he made the point that he said, so there's this, there's this quote where God, or not a quote, there's this scripture and God says, I love you as f- I love you from the east to the west. Now, if you believe that the earth is flat, then you believe that there is an end to how far east and how far west we can go. And therefore, God's love ends right there. And there is a designated area. <laughs> However, if you believe that the earth is a spherical form and that God knew that and was communicating that same information, then there is no amount of east you can go until you start going west. Mm -hmm. But there is an amount you can go north until you start going south. You can always go east and you'll stay east. But if you go north, you'll eventually go south. So if God had said, the, uh, I love you as far as the north is from the south, that would be calculatable. But But if it's the east from the west, that's infinite. Not necessarily, because I mean, yeah, the the North Pole has like a thing, and the right. Earth rotates upon an axis. Sure, but that's also arbitrary. Because sure, 
if the earth wasn't rotating, there wouldn't be a north or south or an east or west. Right. But so. but but that's my point again. Yeah, yeah. That's my point against somebody saying again the Earth is a firmament is a firmamented disk flying upwards in space mm-hmm. at sixty miles an hour. That you know, like at the yeah. same time, it's like it's like. But you're not being clear either. I'm yeah, just well, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. I'm just saying what I think. Like and and the the east west thing is like if the Earth is a globe, then God's no- love never ends. Right. And so that's the point of that. Right. Right. That's the it's, metaphor. It's, it's a it's a gigantic dad joke exactly it's like oh i love you from the east or the yeah. west oh but if you keep going east, it's like hi it's get like, it? oh, you got it, love you. he's like oh, i got it here champ <laughs> yeah i, I mean, mean he is, the, he's the the dad is dad so right right have uh, you ever there's this uh <laughs> you, did you know who wham city comedy is Mm-mm. you gotta look him up but uh there's but there's this you gotta look up earth universe mm-hmm. and it's a guy Explaining in a slideshow his religion and how people should join it, but he says, but he's like, um, he's like, there is no God. Okay, we're not children. Mm-hmm. All right, there is no God, but there is only energy. And what is energy? I like to think of energy as like an old man with a beard sitting on a cloud <laughs> and like answering prayers. And you're like, and you're like, yeah, that, and it's it's funny because it's like, I mean, that's pretty true. Whenever people start talking about like their own spirituality and mm-hmm. how like yours makes no sense, but mine is about like <laughs> crystalline structures and you know rocks can achieve rocks can achieve a form <laughs> of enlightenment by be by by becoming crystals and stuff like that. And you're <laughs> like, that's not how that works. <laughs> But they are more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, yeah. They certainly look. They certainly look pretty. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in in trying to decipher the universe in as objective a way as possible, don't try not to forget the fact that the universe is is really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because uh, you might you might lose some of the charm in there. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, if 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 you see the universe as chaos, at least understand that like it's the the sheer magnitude of chaos in itself is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like even in that respect, you can at least admire how insanely huge it is to be chaotic. Or, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. in that same in that same yeah. way of thinking. Entropy cannot be reversed. Right. <laughs> it's that 311 song. Uh, you can't stop entropy, so why even try? <laughs> Wait, really? really? That's a 311. That's, oh, that's, that's those great. Those are lyrics 311. I don't remember how that song goes. It's like... No, it's a... No, 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 That's really funny. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could have, like, you could have said any sentence right there, and I probably would have believed you, so... Yeah. I don't listen to 311. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what you're missing out on. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a, a bunch of philosophical discussion in a 90s rap rock song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Whenever I just think of 90s rap rock, I think Linkin Park and Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Linkin Park, you know, all, all respect to Chester Bennington. Don't get me wrong. The band did not need a DJ. Well, I mean that that would be all respect to uh to Joseph Hahn. Oh, is he the? Yeah, he's he's the DJ. He's the DJ. Yeah, 
Lincoln you Park know, was my favorite. You know band. your Link, you know your Lincoln Park. Oh, I know my Lincoln Park. Man, uh, <laughs> I I always I just always thought that it was like it's a weird touch. I love it, but it's a weird touch to just have the record scratches, you know. But yeah. Incubus did it, so and and I don't have a Incubus problem. Does it so well though, so or what? did it so well? Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. Do it anymore, Oh obviously. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, but you know, I was yeah. I was just being like I'm gonna you know like. I'm gonna be called out for it if I if I say like if somebody goes well what about Incubus I'll be like I do love Incubus yeah so. yeah but I mean old Incubus is so good too yeah like, yeah. yeah oh man but that gets into a whole like psychedelic thing and like we're we're near the end of this anyway so it's right, like right. trying to get a <laughs> seeing if we can like end a more philosophical thought or end on like a listen to Cure for the Itch by Lincoln Park where the DJ actually does some cool stuff with his DJing. That would but, be, But if you yeah. listen to the, the reanimation version, it's actually better. Actually, you don't even need to listen to Hybrid Theory. If you just listen to reanimation, right. that is their best album. I did own Hybrid Theory on CD. Uh, I cannot tell you uh, all the songs that are off of it, but I do have it somewhere sitting <laughs> on my bookshelf at home. It's a good album. Yeah. But reanimation is their best album. I will, it's, I will. It's, it's, it's excellent production i will really. i will look it up right yeah. i i'm always up for giving music chances that i didn't before oh yeah like well i think the 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 quality of the production hides the level of cringe that you should be feeling from course. the lyrics of course <laughs> yeah. it's like my chemical romance they're they're, they're some of their stuff is produced uh, amazingly mm. and some of their and i mean some of their stuff is so cheese ball that no, you're yeah, like yeah. that you're like man this is hard to listen to oh, without yeah. being especially nowadays especially but like, nowadays but whenever you're a teenager and you're like, like feel that. the world is just so against you it's, yeah 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 I mean how did how did we even make it you know yeah we're we were so we had so many real life problems yeah. whenever we were teenagers yeah like I hate it whenever I mean this is all that Lincoln Park is saying it's uh, you make me feel so grr, and whenever you, uh, it makes me feel, ah. <laughs> There's the Pete Holmes joke of every kid is just thinking in their head, <laughs> Dad, where's my hat, Dad? I love, I love Pete Holmes. I love Pete Holmes, too. I have a hard time listening to his podcast, though, because I feel like he's, we're getting into another tangent. I was gonna, but, s- I was gonna say shots fired. Yeah, we're gonna start a rivalry now with the uh, with Pete. Oh Holmes. no, they're, they're, I awkward. can't have. I mean, yeah, I can make it weird. Right. That's this whole thing. But like, I feel like Pete Holmes is like somewhat of like a low key narcissist. Oh, okay. Um, because whenever he has guests on, he like he'll like let them talk, right. but he always has to like reattach the conversation to himself. Right. Did you ever did do you watch Jesus and Marrow? Or mm-hmm. on Viceland or listen they they have a podcast called The Bodega Boys. Mm. Um and they had Pete Holmes on and uh in his and oh God, in his interview he talks about the podcast for a little bit, mm. but it's like a lot of it is a plug. Like a lot of it is like talking about like you know, like, you know, like this is what we do and like mm. people have said this about it and stuff like that. And yeah. I, and I was like, I mean, you know, Promote your stuff. Promote your stuff all you want. It's like you know, this is this show. Like like Decent Marrow, their their whole thing is like 
get loose. Like we right, ask right, questions right. that we ask questions that aren't about like what's your what's your sex life like? Like they don't care. Like right, like, right. They're yeah. just like, what is it like for you to be an actor? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, you made it weird. Is part of the reason as to why I ask about spirituality. Right. Uh, but I I try not to go by way of Pete Holmes and insert my own life story within whatever the guest is talking about yeah. constantly. Right. And that's that's something that does bother me about it, but yeah. that's kind of why I don't listen to it anymore. That show Crashing, you ever mm. watch that? Uh, I haven't watched it, but I have heard uh, of it. It's, I mean, like, we watch it. It's, it's the off season now, but mm-hmm. uh, we we watch it, uh, and we lo- and uh, over at uh, Daniel and I, we, we mm-hmm. watch it, and it is, oh, man, so funny. Mm. But it, but they make it very real and very mm. sad, and part of it's based on his real life experiences yeah. and stuff. His divorce and all that. Yeah, but uh, Mike Birbiglia mm. is a uh, is a, like an executive producer, and so is Judd Apatow and a lot of these people. Wow. So, on like a retrospective of like getting started in comedy, mm. it's like really interesting in that aspect to watch like if you don't like you know if you didn't give a shit about pete holmes Mm. like life story or whatever it's at least about like the real problems that comedians have getting Mm -hmm. started being funny writing just living in general you know Mm -hmm. you know i normally end the second podcast by asking about like what you've been watching and what you've been listening to right right. so we got into it yeah that that already works uh but uh plug plug some music that you've been listening to and oh, you're man. like oh oh i've been listening to blank and it's it's my jam um, <laughs> oh uh the stuff that i like uh like the stuff that i like listening to like all the time for like uh like we were talking about for inspiration mm-hmm. or like the the just the you know like getting pumped up and stuff like that. I've been mm. listening to uh, a band called uh, The Sea and the Sky. Mm. Um, and they, they're, they you know, they're like progressive metal, but with... Are they vo- flat earthers because it's with the vocals. sky and the firmament? Right, the- <laughs> right, but but they might be playing off of that. I have no idea. Um, they... Uh, they are. I mean, they're they're a sick, sick band. You know, they have uh, they have amazing riffs throughout the whole thing. Mm. It's like listening to August Burns Red, mm. um, but like he's actually singing and it's <laughs> and it's progressive. You know, cool, cool. you know. Uh, but um, you know, the thing that the thing that I listen to a lot uh, that I actually kind of like have been working on singing wise, like mm. for me trying to find uh, vocals, mm. like both my vocal range is that. I listen to a lot of like w- uh, female jazz um, mm. singers because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I've kind of gotten to the point where I realize that it's pretty schmoozy to like try to make like a crooner sound with my mm. voice because I do- I just don't have that low range or like that kind mm. of da 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 like yeah. I just can't convince myself to do it. <laughs> but like a lot of those women are in sort of my higher range yeah, yeah. Uh, that I can sing in. And so, uh, uh, my girl Stacy Kent. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard uh, her mm-hmm. stuff? I mean, she only does you know 
originals like jazz. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, standards. Like mm-hmm. she only does jazz standards on her albums. Yeah, but like they are. Uh, amazing like mm-hmm. like she's she's always on point she feel it, it feels like she's comfortable with what she mm-hmm. does her live performances are nuts they have Excellent. you know yeah it's i mean <laughs> uh i've been trying i've been I've, i'm always in the mood for jazz mm. but uh lately i've been trying to get yeah. on get on some stacy kent nice yeah um i've been on i'll name like Three things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do uh, Knower. Have you ever heard of Knower? No. Um, it's like they're they're like trained. It's it's a, a producer and a vocalist. Um, the, I think the producer is like mostly a bassist, but he like plays like keys and everything. N O E R Knower. K N O. Oh, okay. Knower. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's like. They're, like, trained, like, jazz, classical, I think. Um, but they, like, they make electronic, almost dubstepy, all right. Like, but it's it's really, like, the chords are really jazzy. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then um, Moses Sumney is someone I've been listening yeah. to for a while. Um, I, I have, I saw a YouTube video, I think. He he makes art, right? With like his performance is art, right? Um, and that's something that I really sympathize with. That's something that I want to do with my performance, right? Um, and his his voice is wonderful, and he's he sounds like Black Tom York, if Tom. If Tom York had like twenty times more soul, that's like, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then uh, who's the other thing? Uh, Trevor Lindley just introduced me to uh, Bad Bad Not Good. You did. You haven't been listening to Bad Bad Not Good. Yeah, man, I've been listening to them for like a couple of years. They mm. are amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can. Uh, I'll, I'll plug if you're if you're looking for something new and really experimental. Mm. Um, my buddy Max plays mandolin and at a in a band out <laughs> out of Berkeley uh, in Boston, mm. and uh, it's Baird. I think I'm not really <laughs> sure how to say. It. It's like if you spelled the word beard, but you switch the a and the e. Oh, so okay. B A E. Yeah, Baird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like like that's how you'd say it, right? Yeah, they have. Probably the most unique sound I've ever heard. Huh. It's like it's like if Punch Brothers and Volcano Choir like got together. It's like I don't know either of those, but it already oh, sounds great. Do you know Chris Thiele? He's a mandolin player. <laughs> okay, you, you got a lot. I'll say, I'll send you some links. Uh, but uh, they, uh, it's like it's like all acoustic instruments. Cool. Uh, and they make these incredibly complex mm-hmm. compositions, you know. Uh, but since it's Berkeley, they're—I uh, mean, it's a banjo player, mandolin, singer with a guitar, upright bass, two saxophones, and a drummer with like you know some mallets, yeah. like like not not. I was actually a violin in there. <laughs> yeah, 
And Max plays violin, but he, but I, he, I think he's going to school for mandolin, so hmm. I think he's excelling a lot in that. Of course, Berkeley, yeah. one of the only places where you can go to school for such a they have, niche instrument. They have sick programs. <laughs> like they have an, it's, it's like an American Roots ensemble program mm-hmm. where you create an ensemble and do bluegrass music. That's Man, really cool. it's sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, uh, he. I remember we were we were doing something at somebody's house or something and Max brought over the sheet music to uh, Scrapple from my Apple, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Bird, and he was just playing the sax solo on the mandolin. Oh, And weird. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, we, this is a long one, but yeah. I, I'm happy with all the stuff that we covered. This is yeah. exploring life, the universe, and everything, and then... Some some nerdgasms little, little going bit of on. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh thank you for doing this to me. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. Um plug your stuff. I am uh in a band called Packing for Pluto. Uh look uh, look them up on Spotify or the Facebook or packingforplutomusic.com. Yeah. Uh we are gonna be playing uh, we're going to be playing Norman Music Fest. We're going to be playing uh, the Paseo Arts Festival. Um, and we have a few more gigs lined up in between there mm-hmm. uh, in Tulsa. And we're, try- and we're currently getting a tour together through Texas with our good buddies Magic Munchbox. I said it before and I'll say it again. They are amazing <laughs> musicians and they deserve a lot of uh, – they deserve a lot of credit for what they do because I'm, they're just – my favorite band I've heard out of OKC in a mm. long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, me, I'm Griff Stafford. Just <laughs> g- just hit me up uh, for uh, on Facebook for anything you might need. You know, <laughs> I can I, I can probably find I can probably like console <laughs> you on small items, but I'm better at recording music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, thank you again. Um, I'm Santiago Ramones. I'm Griff Stafford. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music, which you can find on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Bandcamp has my songwriter, song, songwritery stuff, and SoundCloud has my composery stuff. Um, and you Which can, one has the rap verses in it? Uh, I have not put those out. Actually, okay. uh I did do a song in songwriting too with uh uh Tomb as as he's known. But uh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh that's that's on SoundCloud. I, I rapped on that one. Oh and, that's, and oh, did the hook. I'm so, looking for so, it. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking for it tonight. Uh I won't tell you what it is, but you can try to look for it. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. No, I have been working on a rap song, uh, but I I'm not putting that out yet. We'll see when in the future, in the right. long distant future, when that will see the light of day. Once I get my dreadlocks in, I'm <laughs> gonna hit up that SoundCloud rapper phenomenon. You know, really try, to, really try to hone in on that. You gotta get like 12 face tattoos, though. I know uh, they'll they'll be fake, but I'll just tell people they're real and then, like, <laughs> remove them like stickers at the end of the night. Oh yeah, and then like just like they'll like shift positions. Yeah. The, anyways, yeah. <laughs> um. You can uh, leave reviews on 
Apple Podcasts, you can comment on uh, my website or on YouTube um, and let me know what you think. And if you want to be on the podcast, if you know someone who you think would be good on the podcast, um, I always end my podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.